Cody Caldwell. Hold One of up. my favorite people I've ever gone to Cape Town with. <laughs> uh, rough ending. Rough yeah. ending, but then we got to explore Cape Town. And we rough ending to it. the volleyball. To the volleyball. Not rough ending to the trip. Yeah. <laughs> and that loss to the Bayos, uh, it looks better and better. Yeah. They had a hell of a year. <laughs> yeah, they're doing all right. They keep beating people. They did. They took uh, fifth at Euros. Yeah, that was, I mean, one of the saddest I have ever been. <laughs> not not, not because we lost. I'm not like, oh, we lost. It was just like, wow, the guy that I played with just did everything possible. <laughs> all, everything you need to do to win a, a match at an elite tournament, the only elite I've ever played in. You as well? <laughs> Me too, yeah. To get to the next round of the qualifier. And I just farted the end of the match so hard. It's so hard, though, because, well, according to the stats, you got served uh, every ball. Oh, yeah. Because we flipped our yeah, jerseys. Yeah, we flipped the jerseys. <laughs> <laughs> it's so hard, though, because you didn't get the ball one time that was the, totally, for the yeah. first hour. Yeah. And then what? Was it like a slight rain, too? Yeah. With the, with the old Mikasa? Yeah. Pretty rainy. <laughs> and then you get the Mikasa. It was the old one. Super slick. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your boy, your boy was out of rhythm. <laughs> Couldn't find it. But you didn't let it affect you because then following year, you just ball out. Yeah. Had you a, had a great year, dude. It was a fun year. It was a fun year, and for sure. it's so funny, too, because I remember, uh, when did you get back from India? And at the beginning of the year? Early March, about a week before Miami. Yeah, so a week before Miami. Then you go to Miami, and I'm like, I don't know. Cody's probably going to be pretty bad. <laughs> just got, like, now Miami's windy. Just got back from India. Hasn't played yeah. on the beach. He's probably been eating crap. He's oh, playing yeah. indoor. Body probably feels terrible. And then you take a third. Should have made the finals. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Sorry. We're no, bringing dude. out your worst No, numbers. no, no, dude. I mean, yeah, that was a super fun tournament. But we, we, we had them. We were right there. But, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people can say we had the Taylors. The Taylors, yeah. They play their best when their backs are against the wall, I think. Like, Taylor Crab <laughs> is the king of the carrot dangle. Yeah. He's just like, oh, 15-6, chase a mouse, dangy dangy, yeah, yeah, take yeah. it. I, it was worse in the in the finals. Yeah. I th Yeah, but also like 11-2 or something. Was it that bad? It was something like that. <laughs> uh, I mean, I was there watching it. I'm terrible with scores, but I'm pretty sure it was like 10-2, 11-2 that they came back from. Only Taylor Crab. Yeah. And he's yeah. never stressed. No. Neither of them are. I think they're like, oh, we're down. Oh, it's match point. Perfect. This is a perfect time to play great volleyball. Yeah. And it's and sometimes I mean, it can be, I think people would see it as an Achilles heel. And I would get that argument. And sometimes it's their greatest superpower. Yeah. I mean, I, I've only really seen it. Well, of course, they lose some matches. Everybody does. But I, I've only seen it like more times than not work in their favor. Yeah. I've had match point on them multiple times in multiple different matches. Hasn't worked out for me yet. Yeah. Where where else? <laughs> so you played them in the semis in Miami, which yeah. was an awesome match. And then you played them. Where else did you play in this uh, year? Chicago with Sean. Okay. Oh, and no. Oh, can we get the story behind the, the double bird that Sander? Did you? I have no idea where it came from. <laughs> I, think, I think Sean told me he was chirping at him a little bit. But, you know, Sean's chirping. It's nothing like personal or it's not really offensive. Hey, it's just I, I have, Sean. I have no idea what. If that was like at Sean or if it was just Taylor being Taylor, I, I don't know. I have no idea where it came from. It was so funny. I don't even think I saw it, to be honest. People just told me about it. I was like, oh, whatever. I remember because <laughs> we had just finished, uh, we were playing the Calcutta here. Okay. 
and we were streaming in between matches mm-hmm. and the ballet stream had a great look at it. Okay. Just boom, boom, <laughs> right off the bat. <laughs> I was like, damn. And well, that was for the match or maybe to take it to for three? The match. It was for the match. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cause you, you had them there. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I think it was, well, first game we won. I don't remember the score, you know, maybe by three or I don't know. Second game, I think we had them 2018, siding out. Yeah. Taylor bombs an ace down the line, bombs an ace on Sean's line, I think, tied up, and then within the next three or four points, it's over. Yeah, and I think only Sander can do that. What's crazy about Sander is that... Sorry, I got to go last name at this point. I'm just saying Taylor. (laughs) Right, because he he misses serves more than anyone on the AVP, and yet at 2018... He doesn't care about a miss rate. He's nope. still just bombing serves. And I feel like the tighter it gets, the later in the match it gets, the less errors he makes, but he stays the same aggressiveness. Yeah. It's a weird corollary. That's a clutch factor. Yeah. That's a clutch factor that, you know, goes a long way in volleyball. If you're yes, playing, if you're doing clutch things and playing better volleyball than you do normally at the end of matches or end of games, that, that goes a long way. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, and he's one of the, he's one of the only people in the world hitting the ball that hard on his serve so it's hard to train for as yeah, well i think uh you know what i mean i talked to phil about it and phil says that he hits his serves are harder than evandro's i've never i've trained with evandro i've never really? played him in matches yeah me and a robin like doha last year or two years ago or something um but yeah i don't think i've ever trained with taylor with the mikasa so i've only played him with the wilson which okay. is you know makes a difference on the serve in my opinion um but yeah, I mean, there's no question he's hitting the ball one of the hardest in the world, top five for sure. Yeah, I haven't played everybody, but I don't have to. I know that <laughs> a ball's coming in he's the as only, hard as anybody else or harder than anybody else. He's the only guy I've played against where when I'm in serve-receive, I'm playing defense. Yep. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. If he gets a hold of it, just keep it on your side. Yep. Anywhere. That's You're a just digging a hard driven. That's a win. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, You've got a little bit wild. of that, too. When you get your serve cooking... And yep. yours is filthy because you have that nice, languid arm swing, and you get uh, like a hook on it. Yeah, thumb up, a thumb up hook. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I wasn't going as aggressive this year, nor was I as strong as I'd like to be because I've just been playing a lot of volleyball the last couple okay. of years, so I just haven't had the strength that I'd like to. And I was just going for, um, you know, I like you said, Taylor misses a lot of serves. However, he also gets arguably more aces than anyone or i know paul maybe was in that category the stats right up were there. really interesting so sander hit and i could have the numbers slightly off so sander had 168 errors yeah which was the same exact amount of total serves that lotman had mm-hmm. and sander had 72 aces and lotman had 68 okay. so lotman's ace rate was way higher okay but i think and I had Lobin as the server of the year, but the players voted for Sander. And mm-hmm. I think it's sort of a Sander factor yeah. where when he's at the service line, you don't really get an oh shit from anyone else but Sander, even Lottie. What do you mean when you're as a, as a passer? Yeah. When he's at the line, you're like, ah, oh, shit. Yeah. When Lottie's there, you're like, okay, I got to focus. Uh-huh. But Sander's the only one who's going to knock you over. Yeah. And I'll, but I'll also, I don't know why that is with Lotman, why he's why you think he's like less threatening. He's. <laughs> He he pins balls like he pings it, and he yeah. doesn't miss a whole lot. No, 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 no. Um, so anyway, why why did we get? How did we get lost in that tangent? Uh, Chicago double bird Sander Ace Ace. 
Yeah, I forget where we were going with it. But yeah, I, I didn't even like know where the double bird came from. Anyway. <laughs> so <laughs> but it came, it was there, it yeah. happened. <laughs> well, you had, um, but yeah. you had a sick year though. And you played a lot of volleyball. Yeah. You played well yeah, yeah. in the Rupe Prime. The Rupe Prime, dude. <laughs> well, I kind of start there, actually. How did you get set up with that? League? David Lee. D- David Lee and Madison McKibben both hit me up. So I don't know what Madison's connection is there. I don't know if he was just somebody helping get players over there or what. But Dave was really the one that got me, you know, locked into who to talk to and get the contract and everything. He told me he was going. And he was recruiting up, up I think it was 20. 20- 21 or 22 one of those years where he brought over you know like seven or eight of us avp players kind of ex indoor players uh where it was me kyle friend ryan Meehan, bruno Meehan. Uh, i didn't know Meehan, Meehan the was a primer Meehan was a rupe <laughs> prime he played like a few matches and then busted up his knee and had to take a little break after that but then uh who else satterfield was, uh, satterfield kubi colton cow and Colton, Colton, this first year, yeah, he was right out of that was his first pro contract. Okay, um, so there was a lot of beach ex ex indoor beach players there, um, and yeah, it was it was Dave that got me the contract. Got it. Yeah, how was it? Well, the first year was tough because that was a bubble, right? First year was a bubble. We could not leave the hotel except to go to practice or anything. Oh, so that was a little it was a little weird for sure. But we took some time once the season was over to do some traveling after that and everything. Um, I loved it personally. I, I had an amazing time. And you'll hear tons of mixed reviews about India, about, you know, people's different experiences and whatnot. But I mean, they, they treat us like, like Kings over there. We're in five-star hotels basically the whole time. Uh, the hospitality is amazing. They take care of us. They're stoked to have us there and, and, uh, met some super cool people. Mm -hmm. Um, and for me, you know, I grew up in Newport beach, so I'm super privileged and, and thankful and, uh, I've had a had a very good life, you know, and so for me to see those type of things and see those countries, it's a, it was the most eye opening, like culture shocking experience I've ever had in my life. Yeah, and so I I love to see that stuff, you know. Here in America, we got people who if they get cut off on the road, that ruins their day, you know. <laughs> okay. And these people have nothing over there, and they're as happy as can be. So it's super interesting to me, and and I yeah. Had a great experience. Loved it. It reminds me of that quote. I've, I've been three times now. Yeah. Yeah. Where it's uh, something about the the boy with no shoes stopped complaining when he saw the boy with no feet. There you go. And that's sort of when Americans go to in India or for me, a China, a Cuba, you come back and you're like, this is life. Yep. This is a good life. Yeah. We're, we're okay here. We're going to do okay. all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly. So yeah, I, I loved it. Love the food. Love the people. Volleyball was amazing. It's unlike any volleyball experience you'll ever have. You know, they have incredible athletes, but they're, you know, they don't have the same coaching or opportunities that we have as kids. You know, I've been getting coached since I was 12 years old, started playing indoor or whatever. You know, these guys, uh, I don't know at what age they picked it up, or but they just simply don't have the facilities, the coaching, the opportunities that we have as kids. So, they don't know, you know, as, as Dan or some of the Brazilians might say, the rice and beans. They don't know the ABCs, you know, <laughs> but they can still jump as high as hard as anybody in the world. So yeah. it's it's interesting, interesting style of play, but super How fun. How long is that season? First year, it was four or five weeks I was there. Okay. So for, for the season was four weeks my first time. Then it went to five or six this okay. past year. You did two. I've done two. Okay. Yeah. That's a perfect, that's a nice quick season. Yeah. Get some money, come back, and that'll fund your, There's your not, beach. Unless you're kind of 
in the top mix of international beach stuff, then there's not much going on. No, no AVPs going on at that time. Yeah. I didn't think at least I thought I was going to have, you know, a few months <laughs> this year to come back and like, okay, I'll come back from India and, you know, have a little preseason lift or whatever yeah. for a month or two. And then AVP season will start and then they drop the March tournament on us. I was like, okay, let's come go. back and, and rock and roll. Didn't affect you though. <laughs> Like uh, honestly, I was super lucky that it was shallow. I think the shallow sand in Miami was was very lucky for me. Yeah, I mean, had had that first tournament been Hermosa, I think I would have seen a different result. You think honest. so? I think so. Because it was windy, though. It was windy. Miami was breezy. Yeah. And that, I, what do you think's harder but, to come back al- to? Which also means you're probably going to see a few more jump serves. Which I was, you know, as as an indoor player, creating the angle for a jump serve is much easier than a float serve for yeah. me. Yeah, and you have a great jump serve. Yeah, 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 exactly. That played in our favor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What what helps you make the transition from indoor to beach, or is it just reps, just years and years and years from indoor to beach? Yeah, um, like specifically from India, or just in general? Just in general. Just in general. Um, it it took me a while when I came, like after you know I played in Greece and France after college for a year each, and going to beach from that, which was you know most of my life I'd played mainly indoor because that's you know how i got into college and there's just more financial opportunities and that's that's the kind of the route i went um i did play beach growing up but it just wasn't you know not year round or not i was just like a cbv a couple cbvas a summer yeah um so going from indoor to beach it took me years to and still to this day probably i'm shaking off some like just volleyball indoor volleyball habits that i was taught my entire life um so when I came out, I was broad jumping a bunch, couldn't necessarily get my feet to the ball as well as some other guys, a lot more hitting a lot more with my shoulder and less wrist. Um, passing location, setting lo- everything, everything's just, it's a different sport. You're still playing volleyball, but it's technique, strategy, everything's just totally different, as you know. Yeah. Um, so just reps and reps and reps of fine tuning and just getting rid of indoor habits over the years, that's you know what what it took for me to become more of more of a beachy player yeah, yeah. Well, you played indoor did you play your whole life when did you pick that up uh i started playing volleyball like messing around with my brother in the backyard when i was like 10 we'll say something like that okay yeah so pretty long time yeah yeah got it 20 years now it's a long time yeah yeah and then officially you know played on my first team when i was in middle school so what are you like 12 or something like okay. that okay yeah how did you end up at loyola chicago um so I was choosing between Loyola, Hawaii, and Long Beach State. Um, Long Beach, I, I would have loved going there. I, I visited, I don't know if you know Connor Albright. It was Taylor Crab's roommate at the time. So okay. that's who I took my official visit with. Went there and like would have been a great fit, honestly, but it was like 20 minutes from my house. And I was like, just kind of wanted to get away from home. Okay. So that kind of ruled that one out. Um and then went to Hawaii and didn't love the coaching staff that they had at the time, to be honest. Yeah. Had some, just didn't see eye to eye with, with the coach there. So I went on my visit. It was, I mean, that would have been such an amazing place to play. If you go to, if you go to Hawaii and you're playing for, for UH, you're, you're like, you're I mean, yeah, they, they get more people that than the Olympics, I think, to their, to their, ever, at what they're consistently at 6,000 plus a match or something like that was, would have been such a cool experience, you know, would have been super fun. But, uh, yeah, just didn't, didn't quite see eye to eye with the coach at the time. And, and that's not the only reason you go to college, right? I wasn't going just for volleyball. Um, 
because when I went to Loyola, I, you know, I, I did love the coaching staff. I was like, okay, we got young coaching staff. We got a setter. We got a middle. We got an outside. One of my buddies, Curtis Myrick. I don't know if you know the Myrick family, mm-hmm. but uh, his brother was already out there. He played for MB Surf, a club, a local club around here um, growing up. And we had always played against each other since we were like 13. And he was going out there with his brother. And I was like, this, this could be a good situation. And I didn't really... Like I said, I wasn't really making my decision 100% on volleyball. I was just like, just go to Chicago, this cool city, go with some of my friends and like the coaching staff and had to have a good experience, super good school. And that's kind of what, what brought me there. Yeah, it was just coaching staff, some friends, and, and just seemed like a better situation than Hawaii and Long Beach for yeah. me personally. Does uh, I'm obviously pretty new to the indoor world. Yeah. Long Beach obviously has a tremendous history. Hawaii has a tremendous tradition. Yeah. Does Loyola have that? Because you guys were excellent when you were there, and they're still very good. Do they have that sort of tradition? Not as nothing like Hawaii and Long Beach. Yeah. I mean, I think they were a somewhat respected team for sure. You're not going to, you know, if any of the West Coast teams had played Loyola before I was there, I don't think you're thinking, oh, this is going to be a 3-0, boom, boom, easy win. We'll we'll get out of here and we'll go have some beers. Um but, uh, you know, while, while I was there, we did make the NC2A tournament for the first time and then got there first. Oh, that was the first time. First time they had been there. Yeah, they had always been to their conference. Cha- they'd been to their conference championship plenty of times. And I don't know if you know how it works, but if you win your conference championship, you go to the, the final four or whatever it is now. I think they, they're up to the final eight in college or so. something like that. Um, so, yeah, they had just never won that conference championship and made it to the tournament. So we did that my sophomore year. Um and then the next two years, got got the back-to-back. So you made it as your sophomore year, mm-hmm. and then you won two in a row? Yep. And you won, the first one was 2014? 2014. And you were the MVP? Was MVP of the NC2A tournament, yeah. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. <laughs> it was, I mean, yeah, it was It was some of the best days of my life, for sure. I bet. For sure. Who were... I, I, we got lucky, and I don't know if you know how it works. They, they bounce around the... Um, NC2A tournament just to you, you can throw in a bid like years before and they randomly Loyola randomly threw in a bid in like 2010 and it ended up oh being, it was so it was at Loyola okay in 2014 which was pretty cool that's fun yeah that's interesting that they would do that at not a neutral site we will get right back to the podcast in a moment but first have to give a huge shout out to our sponsor Wilson they've been with us since day one They make the absolute best balls on the beach. Absolutely zero question about it. And it is that time of year. Training camps are starting back up. We're starting to get back out on the beach in California, anyway, in Hawaii, in Florida, anywhere you have a beach facility. The preseason reps are starting to roll around, which means it's time to get a new bag of balls. All those tattered ones we had in 2023, it's time to replace them with some new Wilson balls in 2024. And the best news, you get 20% off all Wilson products when you use our discount code SANDCAST-20. Again, that is SANDCAST-20 to get 20% off all Wilson products. Best balls in the game. Go fill up your new bag, your new Wilson bag, with some new Wilson Optics balls and get out on the sand. Now, taking care of your health isn't always easy, but it should at least be simple. That's why for the last, I don't know, four, five, maybe six years, I've been drinking AG1 every day, no exceptions, on the road, at home, doesn't matter. It comes with me everywhere I go. It's just one scoop. You mix it in water once a day, every day. It makes me feel awesome. 
I rarely, if ever, get sick, and that's because one serving of AG1 delivers my daily dose of vitamins, minerals, pre and post, pre and probiotics, and more. It's a powerful, healthy habit that's also powerfully simple, and it's why I just continue sticking with it. Now, I take my AG1 in the morning right before I work out. I throw a little creatine in there as well, or right after I work out when my body's just wanting all these vitamins and minerals. It's the best, it's the number one whole supplement you can take and it's cheap and there's one product i had to recommend to elevate your health it's ag1 and that's why i partnered with them for so long that's why sandcast continues partnering with them this is our third year so if you want to take ownership of your health start with ag1 try ag1 and get a free 100 free one year supply of vitamin d3 and k2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Now that is exclusively at drinkag1.com slash sandcast. All right, that's drinkag1.com slash sandcast. So check it out. Definitely had some ambitions when I, probably when I was about 14 or 15. I was yep. like, I think I'm better than most people around me at this sport. I think I could probably go to college for it. And that was kind of the first dream, right? Was to yeah. just play at a division one university when you're when you're that young you know you see the guys that are two years older than you and you don't think you'll never get there right so you know for sure that was that was a dream when i was a kid and um as you get closer to it realize you can realized i could make that happen and then as i realized i could probably make that happen then i was like i'd, I'd like to play volleyball professionally that'd be that'd be pretty cool yeah and then uh you know did pretty well in college and played a couple of years of pro and then just was like if I want to make some money in the sport, I'm going to have to do this and climb the ladder of being nine months in Europe for, you know, 10 plus years probably. And I was like, I think I'd rather just go home and play beach where I can be around <laughs> my friends and family. Not that, I, I mean, I my experience in Europe was incredible. We got, got to play in Greece and France for, you know, eight or nine months, whatever, full season over there. And I loved it. it so fun. But I was like, I don't, I don't want to be over here for eight or nine months out of the year for the next 10 years. I'd, I'd rather just go home and maybe there's not as much money in beach or this or that or whatever, but at the end I can find some success there and, and do it while I'm, you know, with the people that I love. Yeah. It's, I feel like that's the number one deterrent from talented players playing indoors mm -hmm. from talented American players is the, uh, lifestyle. Yep. 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 And I feel like, cause that's where I think Taylor Crabb did a year in France. I don't know. And, I don't know what he did professionally indoor. I thought he was, he was in like, Italy, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Italy. Okay. But I think he was like, wasn't for me. Yeah. Came back to the beach. Trevor never even messed around with it. Yeah. But then I look at guys like a David Lee, a Reed Pretty, right now, a Micah Christensen. Yep. All those guys. Matt Anderson still doing Sander. it. Shoji, Sander. And it's like, you did club for eight or nine months, and then you did USA. Mm -hmm. for the other it, three i mean you have what? and then you went back to club you probably have like maybe to a couple weeks off in august it's if crazy. it's not an olympic year yeah i mean it's you're a year-round volleyball player it's and that's abusive on the body absolutely that's so hard like beach players are you know we we complain a lot about having a long season like last year was a long season if you're playing international mm -hmm. but all the indoor guys are like please <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. they're on a hard surface <laughs> yeah. for 11 and a half months a year essentially yeah. I mean, I forget. Yeah. I mean, I know there was a couple of years where I was like, all right, well, I got my, my two weeks in August. I better, better use them wisely. Yeah. Did you do any national team stuff? Uh, kind of not really. I was, I went to the Pan American games in 2015. So there, I was like in the gym a little bit and, and did the Pan Am games, which was more like a, a B team that wasn't like the top team that they sent. Um, 
Never really, never really got the chance with that top team. Had I kept playing, I probably would have climbed my way there, in my opinion. If you stuck with it, do you think that you'd be an outside on the team today? I think I'd be in the mix. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think I'm not saying I'd be starting or anything like that, but I think I'd be um, maybe travel like traveling like, if like I was O2. lucky. Yeah, on the practice squad or something like that. Yeah, I think there would probably be a spot for me. Do yeah. you? Uh, is there any regret about not playing indoor anymore or are you pretty happy with your beach it's decision? It's tough to say, you know, if, if I knew that I kept going and would have made the Olympics, then sure. It's like, oh, maybe I should have just stuck it out for a couple more years and yeah. just seen it. Had I could have gone to the indoor Olympics. Yeah. Um, but like I said, I, I didn't really want to keep being in Europe for nine months out of the year. Yeah. So came home and tried my luck and see if I can make 2028. Well, I'm glad to have you on the beach. Yeah, me too. It's fun having you out there. Me too. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I, I'm having more fun than, than playing indoor for sure. Like I said, I had great experiences, yep. but just the day-to-day lifestyle of, of beach and the people you meet and the times you get to have are, are good times. And at the rate that you're going on the beach, 2028 is far from a pipe dream. Yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's a realistic goal, I think. It's a realistic in, goal. It, and as far as your beach age that's about when you'll be peaking that's what they say that's what, what they, they say, say right 35 because you're you're 30 now yeah okay yeah it's 35 yeah. money yep 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 it's so, kind of crazy that tries almost 35 i know like, damn dude we started this podcast and you were, you were like 28 yeah yeah he's a, he's a veteran <laughs> yeah he's a veteran and your body's all good not too abused. Body is all good. Now that I got an, I've had like a month and a half where I haven't, I haven't really jumped and I've just been in the weight room getting stronger for next year and been given the shoulder a break, which has been essential. People keep asking me, oh, are you going to India this year? And I was thinking about it just cause you know, the money's good, the timing's good and everything. Mm-hmm. But I was like, if I don't take a, if I don't have a proper off season this year, I think it's inevitable. I will get hurt at some point. And yeah. mentally, cause you want to want to play volleyball. Yeah. That was always totally. my, that started to become my rule of thumb when to start training again is when I want to want to play, yep. then I'll get back to practice. Yeah. And every year is a little later. <laughs> <laughs> a little longer of an off season every year. <laughs> Last year, me and JM were like, you know, Miami's in like two weeks. We should probably get back. <laughs> well, that one kind of hopped up on everybody quick, yeah, right? Sneaky. Like, I mean, when did they announce that? In January or February? February, I want to say. Yeah. Hey, we're playing in a month, everybody. <laughs> Get yeah. ready. And we still don't technically have a schedule. I think we're all anticipating Miami in March. Again this year, you're saying? Yeah. Okay. And that's a guess. It's what I would anticipate I, as I'm a player. I'm anticipating uh, nothing. I don't know. It's, uh, I don't think anybody <laughs> really knows. You know, they, they talked about having that thing at the end of the year with it, top eight teams or whatever. Yeah. But to me, that's that was just some sort of verbal commitment. Like, I mean, I don't know these people that are doing the new schedule or whatever. They could yank that from under the rug like that. Yeah. You know, I mean, but there's, <laughs> there's not like a concrete schedule. Nobody has like, hey, we're going here, here, here. Right. November 7th, 14th. And a couple of weeks later, we're going to Chicago. You know, like it's just, hey, at the end of the year, there's a, there's some sort of league going on for the top eight teams. So it's going right? to be an interesting I mean, you know year. more than me, but. I know as much as anyone. Yeah. You know, it that's pretty much all. And I think that they the new guys I think are sort of being intentionally vague right now while all the details are being worked For out. For sure. No, so, I, I'm so not saying, don't. hey, what, what's going on, guys? You need to give us some announcement. I'm just saying I don't I have no idea what's going right. on or what to expect. Yeah. So I'm, just, so I'm we'll excited see. I'm excited to hear. <laughs> it's gonna be an interesting year. 
Yeah. That's for sure. Cause you have the, the end of the Olympic qualification, then the Olympics in July and August, and then you have whatever the new AVP is going to look like. Yep. It's, it's just going to be an interesting year on the beach. Yep. 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 Are the points going to stay the same? Are they going to switch them up on us? Like, who, who knows? Who knows? <laughs> right. The point system <laughs> it changes every like six months. I feel like. Yeah. 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 So uh, good luck to us all. Yeah. Well, you're coming off what I would consider a career year. Yeah. For sure. You were the, for sure. The volleyball mag most improved player. Yeah. Um, I, and so I, my argument for you over Andy was because as far as the AVP goes, Andy was already established as elite. Mm-hmm. I think he improved more yeah, the was, world stage than he was the already AVP. an AVP champ, correct? Yeah. 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 But you came out, you take third Miami, third in New Orleans. Uh, yep. You and Sean won Wapaka without Wapaka. dropping a set. Yep. Took a third in Manhattan. Yep. What'd you end up doing in Chicago? Ninth? You had a shit draw. We. Got the ninth because you got the Taylors for ninth. We right? beat we beat Hagen and Logan, and then that brought us to the Taylors. Yeah, who lost to, to the random one to DJ and Leela. Yeah, wait. Well, who put you in the losers bracket? Uh, Taylors. I thought the Taylors knocked you out. No, so it, we beat Hagen and Logan. Took us to the Taylors. Taylors gave us our first loss, and then we played Andy and Miles. <laughs> no, oh, no, 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 Andy no, no, and Miles no, no. gave you your first loss. No, Andy and Miles gave us our first loss. Is that right? In three, yeah. That makes more sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And then so we, so we beat Hagen and Logan. We play Andy and Miles. They give us our first loss. Then we play the Taylors. Yeah. Yeah. But, so you played good volleyball I mean, and took... We, I, I'm <laughs> and happy took with... The, I'm totally happy with the volleyball we played. Yeah. I'm not sitting here saying, oh, man, I should have done this, this, and this. We could have been so much better. We should have beat this team or that team. People get a shit draw. Somebody gets a shit draw in every single tournament. Yeah. And, I, and I'm not like, oh, I, got a, I didn't get the best draw, but you're going to have to beat everybody at some point. So... We played it, played some good teams. We played some good volleyball, and we came up short. Yeah, it happens. What's, what's it like <laughs> to play Andy and Miles right now? Um, it was super fun. Honestly, it was a super fun match. I mean, playing any match with Sean is it's a good time. <laughs> uh, but it was it was a good kind of test to see. Hey, where are you at right now? You're playing a team who has had a world-class year. Obviously, I don't know, you know, probably where they're sitting in the rankings right now, but top 10 or something like top yeah, five. I think they're or, like seven. Okay. You know, so hey, they, and they, I think they had, at that point, they had won Gestad or which big tournament did they won win? Stad, they won Stad, right? Strava, beat Andy, Silver Montreal. Beat Anders and Christian. Twice. Twice in that tournament, <laughs> you know, so it's like, okay, this team is having a lot of success internationally um, and it didn't seem to just be a flash in the pan, right? They had, they kind of had some good finishes consistently. So it's like, okay, well, let's size up against this team and kind of see where we're at. And yeah, we ended up taking them, taking them to three. I don't think that we really had the edge. And, you know, in set three at no point was I like, oh, we, you know, this is our, this is our match. I think they kind of had us in the third set pretty, pretty handily. But to take them to three and know that, you know, you're a couple points away from, from making that happen, right? You know, in volleyball things switch so quickly and, um, all it is is a couple plays from winning to losing. So to, to take them to three and uh, and kind of put up a good fight there was was a good test to see where we were at. And hey, we we can if we stick we stick together. I think we can probably do some good things in this sport. How is it trying to be a blocker against that offense? It's miserable, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely miserable. Because I mean, I'm you know I I'm not like an Andy or Theo who's one of the bigger blockers, which. Mi- 
you know, no question. It gives you a little help. The bigger block you are, the easier blocking is, in, yeah. my, in my opinion. Um, <laughs> I think the math adds up. But regardless of what size you are, I mean, they're they're just making, like like you said, we were talking about this morning, just making the blocker make a decision, right? It, they're coming in to possibly hit the ball on two, arguably every single time or every single time the ball is within. I mean, I've seen, I've watched both of them option from 20 feet off the net. So you're never safe, you know? <laughs> and so if, if they're making you do that basically every single time, you, you got to make a decision and then at some point you're probably going to get burned and they're probably going to have nobody up or you're just going to have to pull because you can't get your feet there or whatever. It's, it's, uh, there's just so much pressure on the defense, so much pressure on the defense. So you, you know, especially your first time seeing it, I hadn't, you know, I haven't played the Swedes or somebody who's kind of doing that sort of stuff. Um, so your first time seeing it, it's, it's a big learning curve too. Say in this situation, we got to do this or hey, if it's this tight, I got to commit on miles and hope he doesn't set Andy or whatever, right. you know, whatever you're going to do, you have to just make decision, make decisions that, you know, impact your defense and, uh, yeah, big learning curve there. So no kidding. Yeah. But fun. you went to three. Went to three. Fun match. Yeah. Super Hilarious. Fun. Entertaining too. Oh Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean, it, it always, I loved it, talking talking to Sean. It always about is Sean. you guys playing together was so funny. I think you guys, the personality match, the skill set match, you're like my favorite team oh, on the AV face. Thanks, Trav. Um, yeah, <laughs> I no, I mean, literally every single match that you get to play with Sean is a fun one. Yeah, every single one. He's, I mean, in my opinion, he's the most entertaining player on the AVP. Like you said, with his skill set, his personality, the way he. You know, gets the crowd involved, gets the ref involved, gets the other team involved. And, you know, I've played on the same side as him for four tournaments this year, I think. And then I've played against him a fair amount this past couple of years. And, you know, it's not like when you're on the other side of the net, I don't finish the match and I'm like, oh, that, that Sean, man, fuck, <laughs> fuck that guy. You know, like what an asshole. It's like he's chirping to everybody, but he's, he's nothing is personal. He keeps it light, he keeps it friendly, you know, and, Sure, he might be playing play, playing games with people, um, but like I said, it's nothing personal, and yeah, it's super entertaining. What's it super like entertaining being his partner? Because I think uh, some guys might find it distracting to play with him when he's chasing Bill Kalinsky around the court, and they're like, my hand, Bill, something my hand." Yeah, but you're a great personality because like you know that you're you don't have to worry about Sean's volleyball. You do not. You do not have to worry about Sean's volleyball. <laughs> he's, I mean, he's incredible. The, you know, you have to worry about him uh, making too many highlights. <laughs> hey, let's just let's go back to the rice and beans and the ABCs here, Sean. Why, why are you going to highlight every other play? No, uh, but no, you, you know he's he's putting in the work and he's in, he's got a a Viking mindset. He's ready to kill everybody that's in front of him. So no, I'm not worried about him at all. And and I mean. The, those are the kind of characters that our sport needs. We, we, I mean, you watch back in the day, there was a lot more, a lot more chirping than we're seeing nowadays. So I, I think the more people like Sean, the better for our sport. Could could not agree anymore. Yeah. The um, PGA Tour has something I want to call. Say it's the PIF, the Player Impact Fund, or something of that sort. Yeah. Where they have a um, incentive. I think it's the top ten players who have the biggest engagement and reach on social media on the PGA, uh -huh. they get bonuses. Ooh, and nice. I think that if the AVP had a similar thing, 
Sean would be the the money winner every time. I would say so. Except, you know, of course, so. you know, I mean, if Zana posts a picture, she'll w- beat the entire AVP. Right. I don't, I don't keep, <laughs> I don't keep up to date with who has how many followers or whatever, but I mean, I know Sean's got a, a good social media, uh, just impact and for sure. He'd be, he'd be, he'd he's be so up. funny. He'd, he'd be up there for sure. How'd you guys get together? Your first tournament was Wapaka? Technically, our first tournament was a CBVA like three years ago. No kidding. Yeah. But, I don't know. So, was, sometime around COVID. Where was that one? Huntington. Okay. CBVA and Huntington. That was our first tournament together. We lost in like the quarters, you know, the classic one game to 28 and <laughs> that somebody got it. I don't even know who we lost yeah. to. Somebody got ahead of us and we couldn't come back and it's not, it's not volleyball. It's not right. a volleyball match. It's a volleyball <laughs> game, but um, yeah, we lost in like the quarters or something and then didn't link up after that until Wapaka this year. Um, and it was, I, I didn't know who I was going to play the rest of the season with or anything like that. And I didn't even like lock it down with him for the season at that point. It was just, Hey, you know, you don't have a guy for Wapaka. I don't have a guy for Wapaka. Let's, let's see what happens. And we linked up and I didn't even know at that time that, because I think I was, I had maybe enough points to be in the main draw for Manhattan if I had gone, you know, signed up with some other guys or had some other options. But qualifying in Wapaka meant that we had to take that bid to Manhattan. And I had no idea, you know. So we won. And so funny. I didn't even know until a couple of weeks after we won that we were going to play Manhattan together because I was still talking to some other guys like, hey, I've, and you I know, think Sean, Sean had... I, might, I might sign up with this guy. And like, yeah. and then I talked to, I think, Dietrich, who's you know knows the rules pretty well, <laughs> and uh, and he was like, no, you, no, you and John are playing Manhattan. You have to. I was like, what? And then like emailed um, AVP, and they were like, yeah, you have to. You're, you and John are playing. That's Manhattan. so funny. Because so, okay, because <laughs> I ended up, I was like sort of floating around in that because mm-hmm. I was talking to Dietrich yep, yep, about yep. playing, and Dietrich and Sean had like sort of committed, but then we didn't know if you guys would have to take the bid together. And it was, and I forgot, I had, I had. Me and Dietrich were signed up for Atlanta. Yes. So we were signed up right. for Atlanta. I played Wapaka with Sean, and we were, you know, at that point, we thought the championships were going on and everything. So maybe wanted to play the Gold Series with the same person, right? If you want to give yourself a chance to be in that. And so me and Dietrich were talking, like, hey, we should probably play all these together, you know, if we want a chance to get into this. Or last year it was like your best two out of three or whatever. I, right. I, I forget the exact ruling. Um, and then when, and that was Sean locked us in for Manhattan. So like that, then that's one with each. So then it was, who do I play with Chicago? Right. You know? And, uh, well, I think your run in Manhattan probably sealed the deal. Yeah. But, this, <laughs> but the sign up for Chicago was before Manhattan. Oh, really? I believe so. Okay. Right. Cause Manhattan was like that's right. a couple weeks into August. The, 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 oh, the Chicago qualifier, qualifier for Chicago was, was like the week before, before Manhattan, in Huntington. Say, right. Yeah. Yeah. So I had to make that decision before. Yeah. Man, went with Shawnee. <laughs> it, for those of you who don't know the partnership shenanigans that goes on, it's so hard because you don't know if you're going to play the next tournament with this guy, but then you got the sign up deadline. So if you sign, if you play that tournament, then you got shit the bed when you're stuck. And if it was it's tricky, and if it was like, is this here the first? No, it's been the last couple of years since we've had tour series, right? Two years, last two yeah. years, but. Okay, and they've and always before that it was AVP next Golds. Yeah, and once it turned to tour, then it was kind of those ones being top four, making the semis, kind of qualified you, or right. you know sometimes the trickle down or whatever. So 
that kind of has been locking people into certain partnerships for certain, you know, periods of time. Oh, I'm going to play with Travis for the next two months because we qualified in Virginia beach. So now we're playing and whatever together. So it's been keeping people locked in for like certain chunks of times. Whereas before that it was just eight AVPs in the year and there was no tour series, you know, so you just play with whoever you want to play with, or there wasn't that factor, right. Of, Oh, well we can play together, but I'm going to play this tournament with this guy. So I might as well stick with him or, you know, yeah. I'm interested to see if they keep the tour series around. My gut would say no. Me too. But I, I, uh, yeah, I, I don't know if they should. It, it does make it a little weird. I think, in my opinion, it's made it, you know, up-and-comers might not kind of say the same thing, but I think it gives them, gives people, you know, who are just trying to gain some points or gain some experience and trying to get into the main draws, I think it gave them a better oh, chance. the greatest thing. Yeah. You get a chance to get points. Those top teams are not going to be there. So I thought it was incredible opportunities for for those kind of teams to kind of work their way and hopefully try and get to some main and draws. If, if you don't qualify, you can still make a little bit of money. Yeah. And when you do qualify... You make a decent amount of money. Yeah, then you're, you you get that money and the money that you're going to get from the main draw exactly. in the next tournament, right? Yeah, so, I, was I mean, a big I, fan of the tour series. Yeah, so that was that was great for for those teams, uh, but obviously, I think made it maybe a little interesting for sponsorships and you know for the sponsorships for the AVP because yeah. there was so many different tiers and it wasn't always stadium style at these tour series. And where right. are they? And who's going to be there? Why are the top five teams not? You know what I mean? So we'll see. We'll see. There's a lot. <laughs> that's like the theme of this fall and winter yeah. and spring is we'll see we'll see we'll, we'll see, see what happens that's why, that's why i told you i got i got no anticipation no expectations <laughs> yeah I'm sure some sort of season is coming our way but uh something's happening something's gonna happen <laughs> yeah. something's gonna happen sure we'll play in manhattan in august yep well than, i think the city of manhattan wouldn't i mean it, they don't care if there's no if the avp doesn't plan on doing it they're like all right we'll run our own yeah have you have you heard about the 2012 manhattan open no. It, it is a legendary tournament. Yeah. So that was when Donald had just bought the AVP, but was I think they ran two events that year. Okay. And the city of Manhattan was like, listen, we're running the Manhattan Open. And so there was no stadium, old school nice. rules, side out scoring. No way. And Sean Rosenthal won with Aaron Walkvogel. I, I don't know who that is. And Walkvogel was awesome. Okay. Uh, we play on the uh, same six man. Still got it. Yeah. And um, they played Dana Camacho and I think Billy Strickland. No way. I think Billy Strickland <laughs> in the finals. And there were good teams in yeah. that tournament. It was like Nygaard played with Mayer, I think. Okay. Crosser was playing when he was still pretty okay. dang good. Uh-huh. There were good teams. Okay. That, but that's like the most underground Manhattan Open Yeah, ever. yeah, yeah. Totally. <laughs> that's epic. Would have loved to have been there. So the Manhattan Open is going to happen. I would assume that the AVP will, will run the Manhattan Open. be stupid Open, not to. Yeah. I think I really want to do a big story one day on that 2012 Manhattan Open. Just what a rogue. Get those awesome guys together and have them talk about it. Yeah. That'd be cool. This show is brought to you by Bartender in a Box. Yes, guys, we've been looking for an alcohol sponsor for a long time on this show, and now it's time to drink outside the box with Bartender in the Box, our new sponsor and the official margarita and official Mai Tai of the American Volleyball League and AVL on ION Sports. And for those on a volleyball player's budget, we got you. Sandcast and Bartender in a Box invites you and 12 of your friends to enjoy just one box of their premium bar quality libations for around 20 bucks. That's right. 12 premium mixed cocktails 
out of just one tasty package, whether it's pregame or postgame, we got you covered. Celebrating that beach volleyball victory or styling sunset, or maybe you lost in the quarterfinals like you planned to, so you could drink your bartender in a box while everyone else still is playing, burning calories, all that stuff. Bartender in a Box is available in a growing number of flavors, stores, and markets where you shop. But if it's not on display, just ask for it as it sells out quick. The libation experience and price are worth it. So shake your box today. Have margarita, have Mai Tai. Enjoy the show. Are you guys ready for the absolute best advertising copy of any podcast you'll ever hear? Here we go, because fresh ball fall is upon us, and you need to be in the festive spirit. So light a candle, get some pumpkin spice, and make sure your balls look nice with the sponsors of today's show, Manscaped. Now, nature may clear the leaves of their trees, but you'll need Manscaped's help to get you ready for that sweater weather. So get your pants puppies prepared for cuffing season with a trim as refreshing as a fall breeze by going to manscaped.com and using code SANDCAST for 20% off plus free shipping. Now, listen, it's a high-risk affair when you're doing some trimming, all right, when you're going below the waist. And you know what? You just need Manscaped. It's going to help you with your confidence. Trust me. It's going to help. Now, it's time for nice flannels and cozy socks, but we can't forget to trim our balls. By now, you've heard of them. But it's time to join the 9 million, that's right, 9 million men worldwide using Manscaped and get the kit that covers it all, the Performance Package 4.0. It starts with a lawnmower 4.0 trimmer with advanced skin-safe technology, thank goodness, that reduces nicks and cuts to make raking the leaves a lot less painful. Plus, the lawnmower is a technical masterpiece. It has a 7,000 RPM motor, a multifunction on-off switch that can engage a travel lock, and a built-in 4,000K LED spotlight to help you see parts of your body you haven't looked at in years. Now, once you've cleared the driveway, the performance package comes in hot with products to cool you down, the Crop Preserver, Ball Deodorant, and Crop Reviver Ball Spray Toner, one to prevent stink and one to clear it up. With a soothing aloe vera formula, move over pumpkin spice, fresh balls are the smell of the season. The performance package 4.0 caps it off with two free gifts. That's right. You get two free gifts. The Manscaped Boxers and the Shed Travel Bag. That's one to hold your Manscaped goodies and one to hold your man goodies. So bring in the fall right and get 20% off and free shipping with the code SANDCAST at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with the free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code SANDCAST. As the leaves fall, make sure you have it all with Manscaped. We've got some really fun news for y'all, and that is that Sandcast and Volleyball TV, or VBTV, whatever you want to call it, we are now partnered up. So the Road to Paris series that I record after every Olympic qualifying event or every other, that's now going to start featuring video highlights. Instead of just the still pictures, we're going to have actual video highlights. So it's going to be more like an actual volleyball highlight show. So instead of just still pictures, you're actually going to get to see what's going on on the field of action. And in return... We're going to start promoting Volleyball TV, and you get 20% off your Volleyball TV subscription when you use the code SANDCAST20. Now, this is case-sensitive, so SANDCAST is all caps 20, and that's the numeral 20. So it's SANDCAST, all caps 20, and you will get 20% off your VBTV subscription. Now, a lot of you guys who are listening to the show, you're Beach Volleyball super fans, and I absolutely love that. I love you. I love you for listening. I love you for subscribing to VBTV and watching. So if you already have your subscription, when it comes time to renew, 
you can use that code or you, you could honestly cancel and then renew with your 20% off if you wanted to. So again, SANDCAST20, all caps, at Volleyball TV. That'll get you 20% off. So I'm stoked to be partnering with VBTV. It's just been such a sweet thing to have for the sport, to have like all the volleyball you could watch in one spot, or at least all the international volleyball you could watch in one spot. That's indoor. It's Italian league. It's even the Big Ten indoor. You get all of that 20% off with our code. So go and watch your beach volleyball today at Volleyball TV. Yeah, because we had him on the uh, the Sandcast After Dark episode I was telling you about. Yeah. Uh, we talked a lot about that, and that's one of the clips that I want to at least save because it was so fun mm-hmm. having Rosie talk about it. Oh, I'm Just sure. Just what a sick event it was. Rosie's character. <laughs> She's awesome. Rosie. He's a legend. <laughs> <laughs> but what was it like to get that third in Manhattan? We I talked to Sean about it. I was like, you beat two of the Mount Rushmore players ever yeah yeah in yeah, a row yeah you beat alisone yep and then you follow it up with phil yep <laughs> that's pretty good that felt really good because i would think i was zero and four zero and five to phil at that point um hadn't beaten him yet uh and you know those guys are both past their prime right they're not playing internationally anymore or anything but it still feels good as to beat somebody that you watched win a gold medal as a kid yep um so that was definitely fun. Yeah, that was, that was a big day and a long day because it was the you know the big uh, what was it Hurricane Hillary <laughs> <laughs> huge hurricane. Uh, so they they we played four matches on Saturday, which is not you know I think normally you only play three right max or nowadays typically the max. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we were going through the losers bracket. We I forget we beat in the morning maybe a Urutia and Caleb Quekel, and then we play Alison next. I hadn't beaten Billy either. Billy's one of my least favorite people to play. It's so hard to play against him. I hate playing defense against that guy. It's terrible. Everything's <laughs> the exact same. He makes everything. He's here. He's got his angle swing. He's here. The patented high line. He's here. Cut shot. The short everything high, looks the, short the exact line. same. He's awesome. Yeah. 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 Um, so, yeah, he's, I mean, one of my least favorite people to serve in the AVP is Billy Allen. Um, hadn't beaten him. I never played Alison and was just not expecting to do much as a blocker against him. Maybe get some pulls if he does his short high line or, you know, mix some things in here. Um, and show, and, but I was like, I don't want to serve Billy. I think we got to try Alison and see what happens. And, uh, we somehow took care of them in two, took care of business. And Sean had a good beat on, on both of them. We, I think we started on Alison, went to Billy a little later and Sean had a good beat on him and kind of took care of business, handled them. And then, Phil, well, no, we had one more match that day because Phil was our fourth match of the day at like sunset. Um, and yeah, like I said, was zero and five against him, so did not want to. I was like, I need to beat this guy before he stops playing. I don't know. What's when it the, like I, to play Phil? I've never played him. Practiced against him a handful of times. But. Um, you know, it's not like you're like, oh fuck, I'm playing Phil Dahlhauser because he's you know he's walk up to you and shake your hand and have a have a chit chat before the game. You know what a, you know what a chill guy Phil is. Like I love I love talking best, love talking with Phil. Yeah. Um. So you're not like you know if you're playing Jake Gibb, you're kind of like a little more fear factor in my opinion because he's kind of gnarly. He's probably not going to talk to you at all. Maybe going to talk some shit if anything. Um. <laughs> Quietly. Under his breath, yeah. No one knows. Yeah, but maybe stare into your soul, do a little, do a little <laughs> eye, eye shit, eye shit talk. Um, <laughs> he was so good at that. Yeah. Um, 
But, you know, regardless of the personality of Phil, there's, there's the player of Phil, which is just a complete dominant factor, you know, as a blocker, as a server, can take over any match at any given time, uh, which he had done to me various times until then. And I think we took care of them in two as well. And I think he just doesn't quite have the option like he used to, or maybe just isn't looking to go on two as much as he used to, which makes him a little less of a threat because you can serve his partner every ball. Yeah. Um, which, which I <laughs> which think, which I believe Avery, we did. Avery, Avery saw some serves this year. <laughs> dude, if you go and look at the number of attacks, it's like <laughs> he's Avery gotta, he's gotta be up. is up here and number two is like hundreds of attacks away. Avery's number one? By far. It's not, it's not even <laughs> that, does, that doesn't surprise me because they went, you know, they went, they, I think they consistently took fifths or thirds or whatever all year. So they played a fair amount of matches and I'm sure Avery was seeing most of those serves. Yeah. It's so funny because <laughs> I, I played with Avery before he started playing with Phil mm-hmm. and Avery oh, got year? like two serves. Oh, Miami? No. In New Orleans. New Orleans. Okay. Yeah. And Avery got like two serves, whole tournament. <laughs> we played you guys actually. We played you and Chaser. In New Orleans? That's super windy day. What in day? The, uh, on Sunday morning. Sunday morning. The seventh place match. Okay. Because it was supposed to start, I think it's 7 a.m. or something outlandish. And yep. then because of the rain, oh, they the, it the back courts a were still bit. underwater, so yeah. they bumped it back to eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got, yeah, everybody got there at like six, and they're like, oh, well, we're going to push everything back an hour. So, yo, thanks for letting us sleep. Yes. Yeah. I was like, that would have been great to know two hours ago so i could come back to yeah 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 or just i mean uh, never mind i'm not gonna say that actually what time what time was your last match on saturday did you get one of those crazy night matches in new orleans yeah 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 we played dietrich and tim baumgren okay i mean it was completely dark out i don't know what time it was but yeah we our match uh started we played dentler and jake landale I want to yeah. say it probably started around like 10, 15, 10, 30. Okay. Finished around 11, 15. Yeah. Got raising canes. And then we were up <laughs> at like five thinking we had to play at seven. Okay. So we're running on like four hours of sleep. Because <laughs> after a match, it's not like you're going to be like, oh, yeah, I'll just shower and clunk out. You got the adrenaline's going. Yeah. You got Celsius. You got to eat. Caffeine. You got to refuel a little bit before you go to bed. <laughs> yeah. Get some calories in you. That tournament was just a road dog tournament. Yeah, it really was. And I mean, Wilson exploded. Wilson exploded. Everyone taking cover in the bar. It's awesome that the AVP kept everything as matches. Yes. I thought that we were going to have to do like well, the one year in New Orleans, it rained so much that it got pushed so far back. This is the second AVP I'd ever played that the qualifier was the matches were the first two sets were games to 11 mm-hmm. and the third was a game to seven. So I went to three lost in three. My qualifier match lost like seven, five. Oh my God. <laughs> it was like a 22 minute match. Yeah. That's I, I've never, <laughs> that's never happened to me. I know it happened in Atlanta last year. I think I've never had to play a shortened AVP. Really? Yeah. Um, but I mean, that completely changes the game. Obviously it's even for both teams still, yeah. but completely changes but the game. New Orleans, it's always a wild ride going yeah. out there. Yeah. 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 But Sunday, I mean, ended up, we ended up getting some decent, decent weather that Sunday. So we could, yeah. so we could play them all. Yeah. Yeah, ended up being sad. that's the crazy thing is it was a beautiful day. You snap your fingers and it's a hurricane. Yeah. You snap your fingers and it's over. Yeah. And then it's a beautiful day again. 
Yep. Yeah, <laughs> I love going to it New was, Orleans. It was back and forth. Because the people there who live there, they get it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, this is totally normal. normal. Like, we're them. out here. Yeah, yeah. It's a hurricane party. <laughs> yeah, no, it, didn't, it didn't steer people away. There was people standing there in the rain. Oh, yeah. A great crowd. And they went out, crowd. my buddy it's Logan. A good, it's a good venue, my too, because you, you, you have the bar to hide out in and everything. Yeah. So it's, it's a good venue for that. But my buddy Logan and Ashley Rydell found Wilson, cut out a strip of it, and then got all the players to sign, or as oh, many nice. as they could, uh-huh. and then they put it in Logan's man cave. So he has this like strip of the exploded <laughs> Wilson ball. With a bunch of signatures. With a bunch of signatures. Nice. <laughs> it's That's awesome. awesome. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, I want to say, some some people brought it back to him or something, or Evan's dad had it, or I don't know. Yeah, they just found, because they, I mean, that thing was huge. Okay, and then the other thing is, you're pushing our bat- matches back an hour or two. But there's a new Wilson up somehow the next morning. I was like, okay, how do we have a backup motherfucking Wilson ball ready to go here, but we can't play volleyball? Like, what is going on? Yeah. I couldn't believe they put another one up. Yeah. Also, I couldn't believe they had another one. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, okay, wait, where did this come from? But we can't play volleyball right now. Where are the priorities here? Oh, so funny. Gotta have that Wilson. Gotta, Gotta have, have that Wilson. Wilson. Yeah. Can't play without it. <laughs> But yeah, that's I forgot that we played there until just now. Yeah. To me and you played each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same. But, <laughs> Same. But your uh your run through Manhattan though, you beat Alison and Phil. Yep. That's like and not that you ever lack for confidence. I feel like you're not like a unconfident person. You're not cocky. No. But I, no, when no, you no. walk on, I'm like, yeah, I mean code's not too worried. No. But that's gotta be a, a nice little booster. For to know sure. That you could side out at a high enough rate to sweep Allison and Billy and then sweep Phil and Avery. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, those are two world-class blockers e- even still, you know, maybe not to the same caliber that they used to be, but those are still some really good blockers. So when you get to, you know, side out against those and know that you can do it consistently for a match and beat people in two, there's, there's no question. I mean, as you play more and more teams in the AVP, AVP more guys and, you get wins or you kind of size up and see where you're at. There's no question like beating certain people will raise your confidence or will make you feel better going, you know, if I go and play Phil again, I'm not going to say, Oh shit, I'm on six against Phil. You know, Hey, I got him last time. That's just a little, little something in the back of your head. That's not going to hurt you. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, but no, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm overly confident, but, uh, I'm not, also not scared to play anybody in the world. <laughs> Appropriately confident. Yeah. I mean, you won an NCAA championship. Yeah. MVP. Played pro indoors. Played very good on the beach because you won one Wapaka. Yeah. Without dropping a set. And then you won Laguna, right? Yep. I mean, Laguna's a big win. Yep. Huge. That's a historic tournament. Huge. I mean, it's hard to win any tournament that we play in, right? Yes. Tour series, uh, gold series, wh- whatever it is. There's no tournament that's easy to win. There's not many times where you get to go six and zero or eight and zero or however, however many games you win. We don't get to do it that much. It's it's competitive. Everybody's out there trying to win. Yeah. So you just don't get to do it that much. So no matter the no matter the size of the tournament, it always feels good. Yeah. Always. It's got to be super fun winning with Sean too. It's For always sure. fun winning, but winning with Sean, I feel like has a multiplication factor. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, yeah, playing with Sean one thing, and then winning with Sean's another thing. So yep. yeah, but it's all good. It's all good with him. And you guys likely staying together, I would assume. We have, yeah, we, we've locked it in for AVP of next for year. whatever it looks like. Or whatever anyway. it looks like we're going to play this next season together. Yeah. yeah. And then Sean is still working on the uh, 
citizenship. Unless Andy asked me to play. <laughs> <laughs> you can drop miles anytime. <laughs> Give up the Olympics. <laughs> so, well, actually, that is pretty funny because... Are you, are you a blocker or a defender? Have you made up your mind? I, I mean, I've I've been blocking for most of my beach. I mean, I've only played defense in a few tournaments with you, with uh, for Dave Lee. Oh, and you won. You've won. You got to be one of the only guys who's won tour, multiple tour series as a blocker and a defender. Yep. Well, I don't know, but I've, I've done that. Yeah, um, it's pretty cool. But yeah, I haven't played too many tournaments on defense, but... I would imagine uh, as as I go on, I, I will be a defender at some point. I mean, okay. at, at some point, right? The, the physicality is going to decrease. As Father Time gets us all right, and as as like maybe can't jump as high, I think I'll probably slide back to defense. I think I have the IQ and size and physicality to maybe you got be those able. paddles. I got just, the paddles. Yeah, just the, the, the paddle, paddle I mean, defense is crazy. Yeah, I mean, le- length helps, right? Something that's maybe oh, yeah. three steps for Taylor Crab is maybe a step and a half for me <laughs> or something. So I don't need to be as fast as those little guys. And, you know, it'll it'll take some time and it'll, it'll take some getting used to for sure. But I think I've got the tools to be able to make it happen. So I think at some point there will be a switch. How tall are you? Six, five and a half. Six, five and a half. Mm-hmm. You play like six, nine. I got the long arms. Dude, it was, I still, <laughs> our, what, our funds team, that's one of my favorite memories. Oh, that was a great time. Is setting you and then having Evan behind me. Yeah. It was like, I was a kid in the candy store. Yeah. Like, I can yeah, put the yeah. ball, it doesn't matter. Yeah. No, that semifinal match was, I mean, it was the, Epic. the gnarliest forest match I've ever played in. Yeah. For sure. It was what side out and it took, it was, I don't know, over an hour at least. One set, to, one film, set to 15? Was it two one sets? Set, one set, one to set to 15 took over an hour for sure. And that's up actually on our YouTube channel for anyone watching. And for those oh, nice. listening, you can look. It's me, Cody was on the left, Evan was behind me on the right, and then we had JD passing and playing defense. And on the other side of the net, we had Rosie setting, D Lee coming out the middle, Samuels, Ed Ratledge, and then Satterfield was popping in and out, mm-hmm. and we won. And we won. It was awesome. Despite the bird on. Despite the bird. I was wondering if you can bring it up. <laughs> I mean, the most outlandish call I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I've ever seen in my life. I don't think it'll ever happen again. I don't think so either. I don't think you'll ever see it again. It was like Randy Johnson. I'm sure you've seen that <laughs> yeah, video. Yeah, yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah, we had a bird on the court. It was a very big argument, everyone. It was hilarious, though. There was a the bird within the vicinity of the court. I wouldn't say on the court. Yeah. It t- took a quick fly through at about 20 feet above the net, I'll say. <laughs> eh, maybe a little lower. Maybe that's exaggerating. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, Samuels and David Lee get in your face. It might influence you a little bit Yeah, <laughs> to, make, mean, a, to and, make a call one way. And D. Lee, I've never seen him anything but super happy. But if he ever looked at me angry, I'd be like, whatever you want, sir. Yeah, you can have my wallet, and here's the keys to my <laughs> house, and, and uh, here's my child if you'd like him. Uh, <laughs> Coolest dude on the planet. Yeah, never, not that he would ever do that. But if he was angry, uh, I wouldn't. You're, you're in the wrong spot. <laughs> yeah. How was it playing with D. Lee? Is it just the greatest thing? Amazing. Yeah. I mean, he's he's one of my favorite people in the world, and I've watched him play indoor since I was a kid. Um, you know, watched him. I think he was on like a top ten ESPN play or some point, which is pretty pretty rare for volleyball. Or he was, I think he was on like the cover of ESPN magazine at one point or something like That's that. Six. Um, but yeah, he was for sure an idol of mine growing up. I just watched him play on the national team, get the gold medal, be the best blocker in two thousand eight. 
I was like, damn, what a legend, you know? And then I got to know him as his indoor career came to a halt and started playing on the beach. And now we're good friends. And we, I think that's, no, we played two tournaments because that qualified us for Atlanta, which didn't work out as well for us as Atlantic City. What'd you guys do in Atlanta uh, barbecue? We shit the bed. (laughs) (laughs) You have a tough history in Atlanta, I guess, huh? Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, I've not done well in Atlanta. Yeah, no, we played Try and Trevor, who just absolutely smoked us. And then we played Logan and Hayden, who we start out 07 to the first side switch. Tough. But those guys have a history of putting people up 7 0 and then losing it. Logan and uh, Hayden? Well, their match against the Taylors. Yeah. When Hayden and Taylor Crab got oh, into yeah? it, both sets, Logan and Hayden went up 7 0. Oh, no way. Yeah. The oh. classic T crabs. Yeah, we dangle. didn't. We didn't do the T crabs. Dangle. <laughs> <laughs> we we used up all our all our juju in uh, Atlantic City. I mean, one that tournament was survival. Yes. If, yeah. You you stayed in the winners bracket, right? We stayed. We didn't drop a set. We stayed in the winners bracket the whole time. Because that's that's how you win those tour series. Yeah, especially that one where it was hot. The sand got crazy hot. It was hot. It was humid in the sand. Was, and people were just was dying. very hot. And also, like, sharp shells everywhere. So, which, if it's, like, normal temperature, might not be that big of a factor, right? But when it's hot and there's shells and rocks, like, and your feet are kind of and sensitive at that point. Like, blisters. Yeah, just carving up the <laughs> blisters or just cutting straight through your feet. People, I mean, people were chopped Dude, up. I've never seen people so many players up. just, like, being dragged off the beach. Crawling around, like, just... <laughs> Pouring water on their feet, getting into the shaded areas. It was it was rough for sure. Marty refused to forfeit their last match. It was him and A Rob. I think like, they're Marty, playing. Marty, you don't get Rafa. three medicals. You can't have three medicals, Marty. <laughs> Marty played the last set on his knees. Just refused to forfeit. Me and JM also refused to forfeit. It was our fifth match of the day. We played Sean and Logan. Oh my god! And JM's feet were kind of carved up, and he was cramping. And so we just JM's uh, like, dude, I can't even like stand yeah. i'm cramping so bad it's like well let's just have a walking forfeit of the first set just chug electrolytes and pickle juice just so you can stand and, and pass and we can option mm-hmm. and we do that we brought it it was like 17 18 Oof. where jm like did not move <laughs> and i optioned everything against sean and logan you're saying yeah okay and we ended up losing it, it, and if we went to three it would have we probably lost like 15 to two yeah because it was just unsustainable what we were doing but yeah. talking to logan after he was like well, that was weird. For a set, you almost had it. <laughs> almost you almost had, had it. it. <laughs> but Microcell was like in a wheelchair going through the airport. And, really? And, yeah, dude, people were messed up from Atlantic City. No comment. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, to win that tournament, that's, I mean, you won the battle of attrition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, and that was also just no, I mean, me and Dave hadn't trained at all. Okay, no, that's not true. We had. We played in the CBVA where we lost in the quarters, and then we played like a North Seca qualifier, which we weren't signing up for those tournaments trying to win them. We were just using them as tournament reps yeah. to get ready for it. I was like, I don't care if we lose this. I don't care what happens. Let's just see what we can do in Atlantic City. And North Seca qualifiers are a good, I think they're a good investment because say you pay for a coach like, you know, between 50 and 75 an hour, or we can go do a North Seca qualifier. It's like 75 bucks a person. Yep. You get a ref. It's basically a, a paid practice. Yep. With real refing, real competition, and scoring, potential and but, potential you can qualify. Potential upside. Yeah, yeah. Qualify and maybe get a stipend or whatever if you do well enough. Or yeah. Yeah. So I only see upside of playing this qualities. For sure. I agree. I, I tell 
you know, some people are like, oh, I don't, there's no point in me going and playing those. It's like, you might as well try what, you know, like you said, what else are you going to do? You're going to go out and get some reps and training. Right. Like you can do that any way, any day of the week. You know, there's only a certain amount of tournaments we can play in the year. There's not whatever 30 AVPs like there used to be. Right. So yeah, I think they're great opportunities. For and sure. it's fun to just hang out with everyone. Yeah. Just hang out with the boys. Tournament Maybe day. Win a couple matches, hang out, chat Tur- with everyone. Tournament day. Why not? <laughs> Why not? And that way, have you played you in Norsega You got shellbacks right there, you know? It's all good. Yeah. <laughs> have you played in Norsega before? I have. Where'd you go? Uh, yeah, oh, and, you and Chase went to Mexico. Me and Chase went to uh, yeah, Aguas Calientes. It's an interesting spot. You yeah. didn't go to the like the fair this year, though, right? You, weren't you guys kind of in the city center? No, it was just a walk away to that big festival thing. Yeah. Yeah, we, we went and checked it out. But it wasn't played in the like the equestrian center. It was played in like the city center. Okay. Was, we was played... the tournament there in, at the festival? Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, so we played at the festival. The one with like hundreds of thousands of people. Wild! Whoa! Yeah, it's oh, cool, dude. What so the hell? We played in <laughs> we, uh, this, we played in like uh, an equestrian ring. Okay. And they had two courts side by side. It was cool. Dorsecas are fun. That Aguas is a fun one. All the Mexico stops. If you, anybody has a chance to play in Mexico, I always encourage it. Absolutely. I mean, they're top top three in my opinion sports fans in the world. Where are the other two? Greece and India. Greece. Uh, and I, I'm not ranking these one, two, three. Mexico might be number one. I'm just saying they're... But they're in the top they're, three. Yeah, they're... Greece. I, Greece. I, India, I know. I mean, because cricket's wild. Yeah. But, huh. Yeah. I've yeah, never yeah. heard that about Greek fans. Oh, absolutely wild. So, yeah, I played there my, my first year after college. And I played... So, I played David Lee in the finals of the Greek League. Uh, he wasn't playing that year. I think he was resting or doing something, maybe taking some time for his body. So, he wasn't on a... Uh, a team for the you know nine month European season. I think it was just in the national team gym in Anaheim or whatever. And I was on Cedos, uh, this this island out there playing for for that season, and we ended up making the finals. And our team budget was I don't know a hundred thousand dollars for the year. And you know you got to pay a team of fifteen and coaches and travel and this that right. rather. So it wasn't wasn't low anything budget. crazy. Yeah, low budget team. Versus Pauk, who's like a very established um, team, always one of the top Greek teams generally, and I think they had you know close to a million dollar budget, just a lot more money than we did. They had yeah. some higher, they had some really good Cuban players on their team, and then as soon as playoffs come, they pick up David Lee and Jason Jablonski, who was NC2A Player of the Year. I don't know what year, but uh, you know, so they just pick up two U.S. national team guys as playoffs come. And we're just uh, you know <laughs> our team, could, our team, could, yeah, yeah. <laughs> our team couldn't even consider doing anything like that, so we're just you know we have our squad. And we're we're on an island, like I said. So, and it's a best out of five series, best out of seven series when okay. you're in playoffs. So you're playing the same team. You got to win, you know, just like NBA or something like that. Uh, and they're traveling on a private plane <laughs> to go from <laughs> the north side of Greece to our island, maybe an hour flight. And we're taking a four hour boat to like a you know five hour train to a bus. Yeah. Uh, or no, maybe not even a train. I think we were just boat straight to bus driving up there. Um, and our stadium, you know, we could hold a couple thousand and it was, it was pretty nice. It would get pretty wild in yeah. there not like a crazy amount of people, but crazy fans for sure. Um, but when we went to Pauk, especially for, I think it was, yeah, I think it ended up being the final game there that they, you know, it was, they were up three, one or something. And so if they won that, it was over. Okay. 
and it was i think an eight thousand person you can ask him if he, if he ever comes on has he been on here before no been trying to but he's uh, off he, being the coolest person in the world he, all he, the time he does he has you know some problems being busy with that every time i'll shoot him a text <laughs> be like hey dude you want to come on he'll be like oh i just got back from a five-day backpacking trip in yosemite Oh, I just did this. I got to get my surfing reps in before I go to Costa yeah. Rica. So sorry, man. Maybe next time. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. I'm no, like, you, Dealey, you, you, I want to be like, I want to be a mixture of D. Lee and Tim Bomgren when I grow up. Yeah, you've said that to me. That's, yeah. that's quite the combo. That's <laughs> basically a superhero. <laughs> yeah. Super dad with a superhero. And bam. Yeah. Um, no, you got to get him on here. He's the man, you know. Um, but yeah, when we went there, it was, I think, an 8,000 person capacity that ended up there was you know ten thousand plus people there they're just packing it in Hell yeah yeah and we get there at like 1 p.m for a 7 p.m match and there's already thousands of people there that's and so cool we walk out just to do a little serve and pass we're not even coming out to do our official warm-up just to touch the ball a little bit and then we'll go back to the locker room and stretch or whatever and there is people chucking water bottles, spitting water, straight up hawking loogies on us <laughs> like i was like holy shit dude what the, what are these people doing? Like it's one it's one p.m. Like the game's not till seven. There's just thousands of people just coming just to talk Fired shit. Up. Throw, oh yeah, wild. And then I mean, I can show you a video later. But like the intro, it was one. It was like gave me the chills. They're they're all like face painted. They all got shirts that you know, uh, coordinating shirts and this that the other flags signs. And there's a dude that comes out with a drum that just does this like intro that just like it's almost like a slow clap, right? Like starts out slow, and but the entire all ten thousand people are in synchronization. It's clap. Like that Viking school. Exactly, exactly. School. Yeah. And I was just like standing there. They had just announced our names and everything. We're about to start playing. I was like, holy shit, dude. I mean, okay. And then they like do some like little streamer thing where <laughs> they shot like it was almost like toilet paper, or, like confetti or something took like 30 minutes to clean it off the floor before. so we're all we're all warm and ready to play and then like they do this huge intro and it's like a 30 minute cleanup for us to play after that and i was like this is just classic but it was i mean biggest crowd i've ever played in front of it was amazing that's sick so yeah i mean they were on the other side <laughs> but uh for sure for sure some of the best sports fans i've ever experienced in my and life. then mexico yeah mexico beach fans mexico yeah. might i've never seen one i've never me. yeah i've never seen better beach volleyball sport or fans or enthusiasm from anyone else except yeah. mexico if you have the opportunity to play in the pause that's a special place to play which i think they have one in the beginning of the year again or it's on the tentative schedule uh, or something challenger or seca challenger okay. or i, I don't know uh, i don't know i, I, don't I thought I saw there's it, one though. in guadalajara okay no la paz is here but i don't think there's a la paz okay. there might be a norseca they do the okay. Norseca there every year okay and that's the by far the best that's like the manhattan open of mexico okay and you went to you were at World Champs this year, right? Yeah. And you say you'd say over you'd say over because that, that was Aguas? No, where is that? Uh Toxicala. Toxicala, that's right. You played you and Arab. Me and Arab. You went there. to Toxicala. Yeah, we snuck in. You played in the bull ring. We snuck in. Yeah. Because we were we were not gonna make it on points. I had zero points. I'd never played an FIVB at this point. Yeah, you both we both took a flyer. We but both it, bought tickets and showed up when we were still on the reserve list. But then, A Rob, you know. He knows this guy and that guy and the yep. other guy. His friend told him that... A-Rob going A-Rob. A-Rob went A-Rob. <laughs> and he found out that these people aren't showing up. And he's like, well, you know what? We're just... We're going to go. We're playing in Austin next weekend anyway. And we just go to Mexico. It's not even that much more expensive. It's just like, you know, it's only a couple hour flight away. And we'll see. And if we get in, we get in. I was like... Yeah. I'm in. Got your reps against <laughs> uh, Hanato and Vitor Philippe. 
Not too many reps. Not too many, (laughs) but but we got some. (laughs) He went, he showed up, you were there. Yeah. You participated. That was was a similar deal to this year where I was, that was right when I got back from India. So I had had like two practices on the beach before going Oh man. Then you played at altitude on the beach against altitude on the beach. Hot team. Against them who wasn't, they weren't where they are now, but they were playing like it. Yeah. So. Hanato, man, I love his game. That's a that's a fun team. He's smooth. That's yeah. a fun team to watch. Very. They're very good. They're just good at everything. And I mean oh yeah. Just the cover the, the way they cover was is so frustrating. <sighs> I, 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 like, you know, having only two days of practice or whatever before I went, I was like happy with the way I blocked and was like a, you know, wasn't expecting to do much against that team, but I was like, I actually blocked them, you know, eight times. I maybe only had one block point. maybe zero. <laughs> maybe zero, but I had at least like eight blocks and just like some decent blocks there. Yep. Touch here, cover there, cover there, and boom, go into the pin and this, that, and just like run it back down your throat. I was like, well, this is just really frustrating. That's what Rich, whenever I commentate with Rich, we always talk about how blockers need frustration management. Because on the world tour, the highest level, I think one of the most underrated skills at the elite level is covering. For sure. I think that good teams can cover but they'll cover maybe 50% of the balls mm-hmm. that the elite teams do. Yep. Because it's it's something that you, you have to tell yourself to do and be in the... It, it's like, you know, most people don't put the mindset on covering as they do on siding out, right? If you're getting set the ball, you are like, I hey, I need to side this ball every single time I can. Versus when you set the ball, how many times are you going to cover somebody with that mindset. Right. You know, it's more just like, eh, if it comes to me, I'll get it. If it's yeah. not, we'll see what happens. But yeah, like you said, those elite teams are, those. that's a point. And a lot of times you'll see teams, the elite teams will run a play out of a cover. Yep. Anders and Christian do a spectacular job of that, where Christian, if he gets set a little bit too tight, he doesn't even bother with it. He yeah. just pokes it right into the block, recycles it to Anders, Anders shovels it to Christian, then poof, he's shooting and then Christian has a nice little bump shoot and it's right. like bang. And that's a point. Same as an ace, same as a side out, same as a block, same as this, that, or the other. And yeah, you're right. And People. you have the demoralizing effect on the blocker. It's like, oh, I just made a great move. And then you just, not only did you cover it, mm-hmm. you actually just threw it down my face with a play out of it. Yep. Yep. yep, yep. <laughs> yeah. which, which for sure, I mean, it's not to say you'll put somebody out of there, like make them give up or something, but you do that over and over, that, that takes a toll. Yeah, for sure. You're like, how am, I, how, how am I supposed to beat these guys? Doing everything I can. I'm, right. blo- I'm blocking balls. I'm doing my job. And they're just scoring out of it. So it's that, take, that takes a toll. <laughs> yeah. Well, are you... So you're playing with Sean, as far as we know, on the AVP. You trying to get Sean. back on the world tour? Trying to get back on the world tour, for sure. Not sure who I'm going to play with yet. There's not too many people who I think, you know, obviously there's there's the guys who are going for the Olympics who know who they're playing with and know what their schedule is and know what they're doing. Other than that, below that, I don't know how many commitments there is to international. I, you know, I think Kyle and Tim maybe are playing together. I'm not even sure on that. Um, so there's some opportunity there. I don't know who's playing with who. I don't think there's much conversation even going on right now. But uh, yeah, definitely trying to play as many international tournaments as I can this year. Start training for that next uh, quadrennial. Yep. There we go. Love it. Yep, Code. Yep, yep. Thanks for coming on. Yeah. Great to see you me. again. Good to see you too, brother. Bimbo. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> we got we got to run Fuzz back. Yeah. Oh, we'll do that. Dude, this year we're, actually we're due. Might have to happen. We're yeah. due. It's been a while. We're I'm, due. Shoots. I'm,